We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live once again. It is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Doster. The gentleman that you see right there with me is the one and only Jeff Goodman. Uh, it's a pretty slow slate tonight, um, so we will talk a little bit about uh, what That's happened. Right? There's a lot of good games, a lot of big games. Some, some bangers. We have uh, Boston College of Miami closing out a season that I don't think either of them want to play anymore. Uh, we have something else I can't even remember. What Georgia, it is. Georgia Tech Wake. Yeah, we got some good. Big matchup yeah. between the face shield and Steve Forbes. Yeah, and we got some uh, we got some mid major action. I'm actually excited. I re- haven't really had a chance to sit down and just watch some of the, like the the mid major yeah. games. So I am like I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit excited to be able to like not have to worry about watching a high major thing. So I could just kind of at like seven o'clock tonight, I can yeah. watch um, Florida Gulf Coast and, and North Alabama. Or Jacksonville, watch, watch Jacksonville State and Belmont. That that's the game you want to watch, yeah, like a Jacksonville State Belmont game. These, so you, random these random small conference games and just just watch them. It's yep. like I haven't had a chance to really do that much this year, so um, I am excited about doing that. Uh, before we go anywhere else, um, I do think that we should at least mention the fact that Gray McDermott was suspended yep. by uh, by Creighton. Uh, it's something that I am truth be told. And I mentioned this on the stream the other day. I'm, I'm surprised that it took this long to get there. I was surprised that he was allowed to coach on when they play on Wednesday. Um, I just think that. So here's my understanding of the situation is that not everyone in that locker room um, feels as aggrieved as others do. Like it's a little bit split, but the problem is that based off of what he said, one person feeling that way is a major, major problem uh, because of the connotations that it has, because of um, you know the, uh, the 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 I don't want to say comparisons, but like the 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 way that it looks when you have a white head coach is making all of these millions of dollars uh, off of the labor of black players that are getting a scholarship and aren't able to profit off it at all. So um, I am not surprised that he was suspended. I'm actually surprised that it took this long. Uh, and we can see um, where we'll end up going from here. But I've said all along, like I, I think that that comment is more or less the beginning of the end for Greg Dermott's career. I don't know how you can recruit at this point. I don't know how you can do that. So all, all I'll say to that is, yes, obviously it's going to have an impact uh, with recruiting, no doubt. But 
nobody thought that uh, Sean Miller, Bruce Pearl, Andy Enfield, any of those guys would be able to recruit amid a federal investigation, Rob. I know it's different. I get it. I get it's different. All I'm telling you is he'd still be able to recruit and get players because you're a Creighton. You're a Creighton. You're in the Big East. Um, it's a it's a national brand now, so he would still be able to get players. Maybe he can't get as high profile of players, and it's not like they're getting, you know, top 50 players all over the place anyway. So I, I disagree with that statement, uh, but I agree with the fact that they should have suspended him and and he should have been suspended uh, for the Villanova game. And then we wouldn't be in this place, I don't think. Maybe we still would because we don't know how some of the players in that locker room, some of the parents of those players feel ultimately. But I think that the, the, the right thing to do was probably to suspend him for the Villanova game. And then maybe um, you would be able to talk this thing through and, and, and try to figure out a resolution. Um, but I think the players, like I said the other day, the players, honestly, they were trying to balance um, their careers and try to finish out the right way without distractions. And they thought they could do that. And obviously they can't. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'd say is that they – they are getting a lot of high-level recruits. I mean, high time. Yeah, Washington, I mean, here Mason Miller is committed for next year. Um, their 2020 class. I'm just looking at it right now. Had a top 75 kid. The I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. The uh, the the Riti Riti Andronikashli. Wasn't he the one? I feel like they had two international kids in their team this year. Both got hurt. You yeah. know that. that that's the thing yeah, you got to look at. Cal Brenner, like they've they've gotten some, they've gotten some some sure. high, high level high level prospects. Mitch Ballack was a top fifty guy that um, I believe picked them over Creighton, unless I'm mistaken. There, so or uh, over Kansas. So um, I do think that they're uh, Tyshawn Alexander was a top fifty kid. Yeah. So I do, they they are they are getting players. And and the last thing I just want to say is is this um, the guy that I I think I feel the worst for in all of this. Um, is Terrence Wrencher. And the reason I say that is because I think that he's been put in an impossible position because from my understanding, like he's, there is a lot of pressure on him from uh, the, the black coaches in the community that are kind of saying like, you need to make a stand. You need to stand yeah. up. This is, a, yeah. this is an inflection point for us. You, you need to make a push. Whereas he feels, um, I don't know if like a certain level of loyalty to Greg McDermott is the right way to phrase it, but, um, that's oh. a guy that he's worked for for a while, and he has a relationship. And, and, and at the and, same time, again. at the same time, he's getting pressure from white coaches that are saying he did not go to bat enough, and and um, and and did not protect McDermott enough in the statement that he put out. So, like that dude who just wants to do his job and help these kids get better and make sure that the players in his locker room that are going through something right now are okay. He's dealing with all of that nonsense on the outside. So that's. Like that's the dude I feel worse the worst for in all of this. Like that's just an impossible situation for him. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, what else? Anything else uh, last night? Anything else? Uh, I mean, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor looks like they're back. That was a pretty impressive win. Over yeah, there. pretty much. I don't think everybody's back on that team full, but like Jerry Butler looked like Jerry Butler last night, and mm -hmm. and for the most part, they look pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with you there. Um, Texas, big win at Oklahoma, big, big win. As yeah. I told you, what I, I've talked to you about this lately that I feel like Texas getting back, getting their kind of mojo back, 
Um, they're, they're sneaky. They're sneaky for the Final Four. They really are because, again, they've got all the pieces, all the talent. Matt Coleman played like garbage last night, and they still beat Oklahoma in Norman. So I, I'm not saying, like, I got to see their draw, obviously, but I think they're a team that don't discount them making a run, uh, deep run in the NCAA tournament, depending on matchups. Yeah, um, I'm, I am I do agree with you on that. Uh, I just – I worry that Texas is one of those teams I feel like can just throw up stinkers at any point. There's like It, it just feels yeah. like every time I'm, I start to really buy in on them, they go out and they shoot five for 30 from three at Oklahoma State or something like that. So, uh, I mean, the, the the talent is not the issue on that roster. The talent is absolutely there. And the way, like, they're, they're, the way that they're made up, I think, is something that's really important to mention, too. Like, they have three really good veteran guards. They yep. have – um, two bigs that can space the floor and protect the rim and play on the perimeter. They have a five in Jericho Sims, who's one of the best defensive players in college basketball this year. They have everything outside of like a six foot six, three and D wing. They basically have everything that you need. And yeah. when it comes down to it. If you look at the other top teams in the country, outside of like Michigan, um, you know, Gonzaga is a team that will play three, uh, they're not really little guards, but they're all like six four or six five, which isn't that much bigger than than, than what Texas has. Um, if you look at Baylor, that most of their best lineups have like three six four six three guards in it, so it's not like they're going to be overwhelmed by some of the best teams in the country. So I, I I'm with you. I like Texas, um, Michigan bounce back, pretty impressive. They just they man, yeah, State. So what do you, what do you think now for Michigan State? It, it, let's say they lose uh, on Sunday to to Michigan again because I, I don't I don't see them winning that game. Uh, does Michigan State? Let, let's just project. We don't know all the other moving parts, but let's say they make a run. Or, or do you feel like they have to get to the Big Ten title game to get in the NCAA tournament if they lose to Michigan Sunday? I don't think I don't think you have to get to the Big Ten title game because depending on how exactly the bracket shakes out, there should right. be enough wins for them. Yeah, um, in the in the good wins. Yeah, yeah, good wins. Um, but I I think if they don't if they beat Michigan, then I think that they give themselves a ton of breathing room, and I would say odds are really really good that they get in. If they yeah. don't beat Michigan, like we're sitting in a situation where they're four and ten against Quadrant One opponents, and that's that's not a good place to be. And when you're fourteen and twelve overall. Um, they don't really have any bad losses. You know, at Northwestern is not pretty. At Minnesota just keeps looking worse and worse and worse and worse. But, um, you know, I do think it's worth noting at the time that, like, Northwestern was – and like those were – when those losses came, Northwestern and Minnesota looked like they were top five teams. Right, the, right. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the problem now. Right, it looked a lot better than it is right now. Yeah, but it's also worth noting that, you know, after they play with uh, Michigan again, they will have played – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games against teams that rank in the top ten in the net. That is a lot of games against really good teams, and they won two of them. If they beat Michigan and you go three and four against teams in the top ten in the net, you're five and nine in quad one games. You're fifteen and eleven overall in a ridiculous league. You have an eight and eleven. Uh, I'm sorry, a nine and eleven mark against the top two quadrants with three wins over top ten teams. Like to me, that's got to get you in the tournament. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. So. It, likely they will be the nine seed right now. Okay, likely. Um, I guess it could be 10. They could be 10. I don't know what Indiana. Yeah, I don't. I think they'll be nine. So if they're nine, they open with Rutgers most likely or Maryland in the first round. 
But then you know who they get next? Michigan. Yeah. Again, the number one seed. So yeah. to me, you have to beat Michigan once in order to get in the NCAA tournament. That's probably what it's going to come down to for Michigan State. You have to beat them. If you're going to play them twice here, potentially, you, you have to knock them off once. Yeah, you can't get you can't get swept now with what you have on your resume. Yep, that's right. I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, all right. So, what else did we have from last night? Uh, we talked about um, Oklahoma State. We talked about Texas Oklahoma. I mean, I think we we got to talk about the fact that uh, I, I just want to give a quick shout out uh, to Ryan Daly and and St. Joe's did lose a game finally, and uh, his career is now over. Uh, one of my favorite players. Uh, they got blown. Blown, I know, blown out. Uh, yeah, what you got to say, you got to make sure whenever you say that, yeah. you got to make sure that you, you got to get the yeah, out. Yeah, you gotta, you're right. You're you got to right. get the out in there. I got it there. I got it there. I got it. I, I, I remembered. Um, they got blown out against uh, UMass early and often uh, yesterday. It was ugly. It was ugly, but um, and then uh, what else? I think Austin P's done. My, my top 50 preseason pick of, of let's go P. I think I was just so excited to have Austin P be good again that I could I could say let's go P over and over and over that I put him in the preseason top 50. It just it wasn't very objective. Well, the the other part of it is like they they had two great players, but right. I don't think well, I don't think your process was wrong for saying that they have a chance to be really good. But they just Jordan Adams was hurt. He was hurt all year. That's part of it too. Yeah. By the way, like I, I did not realize the score of that UMass St. Joe's oh, game, God. but the final score was a hundred to sixty six. It was so bad. It was so Perfect bad. Example. Perfect example so bad. Of, of of good man bad info right there. Good man bad info actually did well yesterday. So uh, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I did well. Another good day. Another good day for me. Um, so uh, what else? Uh, what else we got? I'm, I'm reading some of the. Uh, Fire Mike Bray chance. Yeah, we can we can go a little bit into that before we, we take a few picks tonight. Um, yeah. Notre Dame's been awful, awful the last few years. Mediocre to awful every year. Um, the end is coming for Mike Bray, but I would like to see him go out on his own terms if he's ready to go out this year. And I think that'll happen where he'll have a, a, a meeting with Jack Swarbrick, their AD. And if Bray decides like, all right, you know what? I'd rather be on the beach drinking Coors Lights than I'm going to go. I'm going to go and we'll get somebody else in. You know, I, it's the beauty of Mike Bray is, is he's so realistic and so in tune with, with everything that's going on. And I, I don't think he wants this Notre Dame program to be irrelevant as much as, as the Notre Dame fans do. So, you know, I think ultimately, yeah, he signed a contract extension. But, again, that's something that it's all about the buyout. The contract – that. The date of the contract extensions don't mean anything if if the buyout is low. Like a lot of them, some of them have guaranteed, fully guaranteed contracts. Um, some of them don't. So like, you know, Richard Pitino, if Minnesota was to part ways with Richard Pitino right now, it's $1.75 So they could easily do it. And I'm told, according to my sources, that, that is the, uh, that's the direction they're going to go in all likelihood. Unless something crazy uh, happens here in the next week or so with Minnesota making some nutty run, um, they're, Mark Coyle is going to make a move on Richard Pitino. So ultimately, getting back to Mike Bray, and I don't know how you feel on this, Rob, I, if he wants to coach another year for everything he's done for that program, 
you let him coach one more year and go out the way he wants to go out. Yeah, especially because he has a whole bunch of veterans that are coming back for their final season. And those are the years that Mike Bray tends to be best, but I don't know if I'm seeing it this year. I don't know if I'm seeing it or next year. It's also a pandemic. It's also a – like, we forget it's a crazy year. Like, I talked to an NBA player yesterday, and he said, he's like, this year is so much worse than last season. Not even close. Um, I I just feel like we don't don't talk about that enough. And I'm not making excuses for every coach here, but – I do feel like um, it, it just made it so much more difficult this year for well, these guys. I've said, I've said all along that I don't think that you should be fired strictly for the performance that your team has this right. mm-hmm. uh, If you are in a position like uh, like Jim Christian or in a position of someone where uh, we all thought that you were going to be gone last year and yeah. – you kept your job because the season got cut short and schools didn't have very much money and it was wrong to put people out of a job um, in the middle of a pandemic, then yes, like that's, yep. that's okay. We can, we can have a conversation there. Um, but for the most part, um, I don't think that people should be, uh, should be, should be fired. Um, if Mike Bray wants to go this year, let him go. If, if he doesn't, bring him back for one more year, see how they do next season, and let him go out the way he wants to go out in a normal season with his final game being something where he can be cheered, not booed by the fans. How's that? Yeah. That's easy I'm, enough. I'm with you. I'm with he you. deserves um, it. So do you know right. – did you watch any of the Iowa-Nebraska game? Maybe someone in the chat yeah. can, can help us out. I did not. Why did C.J. Frederick only play eight minutes last night? I think he got hurt again. I think he got hurt. Yeah, did he get, did he re-aggravate that injury? I think um, so. He fell to the court after committing a foul with 5.35 left in the first half, grabbed his right ankle, and after being helped up, limped off the, limped off the court, did not yeah. play the rest of the game. Yeah. No. Uh, it, he said he is a little bit sore. We'll see how he is tomorrow. That's – just It's just, you know, one thing after the other for him this year, and he's a guy that – We've talked about over and over how important he is to that team for a variety of reasons. Uh, among them, he never makes a bad decision. Um, so, yeah, they're going to need him healthy. I almost feel like if you're them, you shut him down until the NCAA tournament. Give him here these next two weeks. Their first game will be two weeks from today Yep. Okay, in the NCAA tournament. Give him the two weeks. Just give him those two weeks. Don't play him at all and try to get him healthy because without him, you're not making a deep run. Yeah, changes a lot if he's not there. Changes a lot. All right, what um, do you got tonight? What do you got? What do you got in the big Morgan State-Delaware State game? How how could you ever fade Morgan State? <laughs> how do you fade Morgan State? You can't fade Morgan State. The first, Listen, we're going to start here. We're going to start here. The first game is an 11 a.m. game between Duquesne and St. Bonaventure. You have to do it. That should be the rule from now on for the rest of the season, Rob. The first game of the day, we got we to gotta pick. You have to pick it one way or the other, okay? We have 31 days left until the national title game. We want to have games every single day, although we might, we might do some NIT action if there is an NIT. I'm not sure how many teams are going to go to Dallas without masks uh, for an irrelevant tournament. Uh, the NIT. I think you'll see a lot of teams opting out of that one. But uh, Duquesne, St. Bonaventure, the bodies are in as of now. They are absolutely in the field as of today. 
But if they lose to Duquesne, they're going to put themselves a step back. And then you're going to have to like make sure some stuff doesn't happen. This is a big game for the Bonnies. Keith Dambrett coming off a big win yesterday against Richmond. The Bonnies are given seven and a half. What do you like, Rob? I like the Bonnies here. Um, I think Duquesne kind of relies on like creating mismatches and because they can't really shoot. So they want to be able to drive. And uh, I don't think that they'll be able to do that against Mark Schmidt's defense. Like they kind of like they'll they'll mix it up. They'll pack it in a little bit. They'll play a little bit, a little bit of matchup zone. Um, and while I think that Keith Dambro, not Keith Dambro, it's Keith Dambro, right? Are you? No, it's Keith Dambro. Bro. Oh, my God. What do you? What the hell is this? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Either way, I like. The I've called him Keith Dambrot since he was a high school coach for LeBron James. So if I've gotten it wrong, I've gotten it wrong for a long, long time, and probably gotten it wrong to his face, and he never corrected me. I want to Google it and see. I don't know. One of us is going to look like an idiot here, and I hope it's not me. You try to figure it out while I'm going to talk about the rest of the A10 slate. Keep going. UMass, St. Louis. That's another one. Again, St. Louis has to have this. They're so talented. They're the most talented team in the A-10, period. And can they make a run now that they had like that month-long pause? Um, UMass coming off a big win. Big win. But I I like St. Louis. I don't know if they're going to cover the eight. But, man, I like them to win this game. I wish it was closer to like six. Uh, But I'm still going to take St. Louis and the Billikens here because – they're talented, and, and man, if they get in the NCAA, they can win the A-10 tournament. Not easy, but they can win it. They could easily – well, they could win it. How's that? Yeah, they could definitely win it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, it just it, – the thing about UMass is they do have some talent on that roster. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like this is the kind of game where St. Louis just kind of like – I don't know, man. I – I want to be in on St. Louis, and it just—I haven't been able to do it all year. Every time I bet on them, they—they've ended up losing. Did you find out if it's Dambro or Dambrot yet? No, I started distracted because um, Joe started talking about Western Kentucky. So I know. Focus, focus. Find out is it Dambrot or Dambro? I'm like 99% sure it's Dambrot. But uh, Dayton VCU, another good, interesting A10 game with bubble implications because VCU like St. Bonnie. Uh, is probably in a similar spot. They're probably both like 10, 11 seeds right now. Um, I, I think I got, yeah, Bonnie's I got as a 10. VCU I got as an 11 right now. So, I, you know, again, VCU needs this one. Probably more than the Bonnie's. So, and Dayton's been pretty bad this year, but they got a dude who can, listen, Jalen Crutcher could will him to a win here. Easy. Yeah, he struggled in their two matchups. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up to make sure I have it in front of me. But he was not very good in their two matchups, and Dayton was not very good. Dom, I bought the bracket from uh, Fathead. Fathead. It was like sixty bucks, but I'm bringing it to Indy. You like it? Mid major man said it's Danbrot, so I assume he's meaning it's like mid major man. Is it like am I right or is is Doster right? I assume I'm right because Doster is no fucking clue yeah damn I, bro. Don't, don't hey look I, he looks like he could be french right and damn bro yeah. is <laughs> you just turned damn bro into a frenchman yeah, like he does not look like he could be french um, 
Keith Ambrose is like, go ahead. What are you gonna say? Well, I was no, I was just gonna say that Dayton lost their uh, the two games against VCU this year by a combined thirty-two points, and Jalen Crutcher in those games uh, was three for eleven from the floor in the in the second one, and he was two for seven from the floor in the first game. He had a combined twelve points in those two games. The one thing that Mike Rhodes is really good at is kind of taking away your best player, and if you take away Dayton's best player, they don't really have anything. Which is why whether or not Bones Highland plays. Um, I, I really like VCU in the spot. So, um, yeah, I will, I will be on VCU here. Uh, I'm right, by the way. I mean, Major Man said it. Joe's laughing at you. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a complete travesty, trying to make Keith Dambro, Keith Dambro. I mean, look, that's the way it looks. It's not my fault. It's like if, it's like if you pronounce your name, um, Jeff, Jeff Goodmone. The end of a long season. So, all right. So, VCU, you're, are you on VCU too? I'm going with all the favorites in the um, in the A10 today. I'm going Bonnies, Billikens, Rams, and uh, Davidson Wildcats. Wildcats, all four of them. Davidson giving five, VCU giving four, St. Louis laying eight, and the Bonnies laying seven and a half. I'm going to have some A-10 action all day today. How's that, Rob? Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, yeah. All right, where are you on? Are we going to get back on uh, back on Belmont? Mm, I don't know. I need I need to see if their big boy Nick is, is healthy or not. I mean, yeah, I, I like it. They're giving seven and a half. I kind of like it against Jacksonville State. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, they got a really good point guard and a really good big. The big's been hurt. So I would say, uh, yes, I'll go Belmont there. I'll lay the seven and a half. I, I also like Indiana State in the Missouri Valley quarterfinals against Evansville, laying five and a half. My boy Greg Lansing coaching for his, uh, well, he's going to be gone. So he's kind of coaching for another job if he can somehow, you know, win the Missouri Valley, which is, I don't want to say completely open, <clears throat> but. It's like Loyola, and now Drake's not like Drake's not Drake anymore. Let, let's be honest; they're not Drake anymore with two starters down. So uh, it's kind of a wide open tournament that we'll see if somebody can steal a bid there. Well, I would disagree that it's wide open. Loyola is that much better. They are, but Loyola, but Loyola again, is still there. Loyola is they, still in the conference. No, they are, but they're they're playing for a seed. They're are they're they're already in the tournament, so they're playing for a seed. Here's here's what I would say is um, I'm I'm actually really interested in in that Jacksonville State line. And look, I know that the first time that they played when yeah. uh, was when was a day when um, Jacksonville State shot. Well, they were like 15 for 30 from three, and yeah. Belmont like might as well have been 0 for a million. I don't know yeah. what the exact number was. Um, I, so I know that that happened, and and obviously it kind of has to do. You got to take into account uh, the big fella, um, Nick. I think it would. What do they call Musiski or something, right? Musiski. Um, but Ray Harper is like the most underrated coach in the country when it comes to uh, when it comes to winning tournaments, right? He won the 2012 automatic bid out of the Sun Belt with Western Kentucky as a right. as a seven seed. He did it as a five seed in 2013. Uh, he won the 2017 OVC title with uh, with Jacksonville State. If you look back to what he did, like the the yeah. Division Two and, and NAIA ranks, he yeah. won one. He made it to one, two, three, four, five, 
six straight Division II national title games with Kentucky Wesleyan, and he won two of them. Uh, yeah. When he won the Oklahoma City Stars, which is an NAIA program, uh, he won back-to-back uh, national titles uh, and also made it to a national title game. Three years. Three years, three title games, two championships. So he's yeah. a guy that understands how to coach in these one-game settings and understands how to coach uh, in positions like this. And I believe it was – was it last year when they when they knocked off Belmont in the tournament? There was one year when Jacksonville State knocked off Belmont in the tournament. It was like Ray Harper threw this like random 1-3-1 zone at, uh, at Belmont. So I don't know, but mid-major match got us – Mid-major match got us a little tip. Uh, Morgan State coming off a COVID pause, um, playing Delaware State. I don't know if Delaware State's played either, though. I think they both were on a COVID pause for a while. So I'm not sure how much I love that one. Uh, No, they played. Delaware State played a few games. I don't know, man. Like, I I just don't know enough about Delaware State, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Delaware State ranks 353rd in the country. In uh, in uh, on Tampom and adjusted for efficiency ratings, can't do it. Uh, they are two, they are two and fifteen this season. I like Western Kentucky. I think Delaware oh uh, State, State is two and fifteen on the season. Yeah, I want to know if you can tell me who they beat without looking. Probably a ninety-one. So they know. they beat St. Mary's of Maryland, yep. which I believe is a the Division three program. Yeah. And they beat Lancaster Bible. Oh my God! Those wow. are their two wins in the season. Wow! Wow! Big two big wins. Two big wins for Delaware State and Eric Skeeters. Yeah, Skeeters so that's, that's why. Like that's why I, I would. I can't. I can't do it. Like I, I, uh, I, Western I, Kentucky. I cannot do it there. Rob, Western Kentucky giving seven and a half to Old Dominion. Western Kentucky has to have this game. Like they can't. They can't falter. I mean, they think they still have a shot in at large. I don't think they have any shot, but ultimately they got to win this game uh, if they're to even put themselves in any equation. So do you like it or are you staying away? It, yeah, I'd probably stay away. I mean, they, they need to get it. Um, but do they? Do they? They In, in actuality, it doesn't matter. They're not going to be in at large anyway. This game is completely irrelevant to them. It's a regular season game against Old Dominion. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Let me let me bring up their profile real quick because I I don't think that they're completely out of the running. I mean, they're not completely. They're like ten teams back. They're not going to be able to catch ten teams in the conference USA tournament. They're not beating anybody, so they can't make up ground. Which is why they played the the Houston game. Right, right, and they didn't win it. If they if they beat Houston, I just haven't looked at their profile. Yeah, it's it's not enough. It's not enough. Trust me, it's not enough. But they may in their minds. Rick Stansberry may be telling them that they, they're still an at-large team and they need to win this game. So, um, I don't know. I don't love it. The, the ones that I probably – I would probably take Miami tonight, today against BC, given three and a half. <laughs> Which team has quit the most? <laughs> right. That's what it comes down to. The only thing I worry about is, like, Miami's players. Like, at this point in the season, are you like, shit, we've been testing every day. We can't go out. Like, at some point, are they just like, fuck it, we're going to South Beach tonight? Yeah. I mean, that's right? what they're probably looking forward to. That's what I'm I mean, looking forward to. I'd be like, right. I'd be like, I want the season over. We're going to we're gonna tank the first game of the ACC tournament, whatever it is, the 10. You know, they have, like, that first day where, like, 10 plays 14 and 11 play whatever it is, you know, two garbage match- matchups. If I'm Miami, I'm like, 
I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to extend this year. I, I want to go out tonight. All right. So let's go through our picks. Just I've been scattered, scatterbrained for this entire Yeah, you year. are scatterbrained. You are. All over the place. Um, yeah, no surprise. Mine is wrong. Keep, I mean, it's Dan Brott. Yeah, you screwed up Keith Dan Brott's name. I mean, this is I this mean, is going to deserve. No one's ever said that. I've, been, I've called him Dan Bro for like forever. I would no like you to apologize. Ever. Publicly right now, I would like you to apologize to no. Keith Danbrot. I'm, I'm not apologizing. Apologize. He doesn't know who I am. Um, this is right. bullshit. I got the Bonnies laying seven and a half at Bet Rivers. Um, you're taking St. Louis, right? You're on St. Louis? St. Bonnies, St. Louis, VCU, and Davidson. All four. So I have the Bonnies, I have VCU, and what was the – there were two other games that I liked. I can't remember what I said now. I have no idea. Uh, Belmont, you kind of liked? No, I like, you, I like Jacksonville State. I like Jacksonville State. I'm going to wait, wait until uh, we find out if um, the Wozinski is playing or not. Okay. Um, but if, he's, if he's not playing, then I, I really like Jacksonville State there. What else What else you like? There's another one. I, I don't remember what it was. Those those are the three that I'm going to go log in on BetSports right now, and then I'll figure something else out. All right, that. I'm also going uh, Pacific, giving three against Santa Clara. I kind of like that in the WCC second round. Um, and anything else, anything else. Um, just kind of uh, Indiana State, like that one. I, I really cannot believe that they're playing the WCC tournament in Vegas. That just seems like such a bad idea. Well, Mark View didn't win. The, the most surprising thing is that Mark View didn't win the, the the battle. He went. He 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 is the commissioner of the WCC, and uh, and he didn't win that one. He wanted it in Spokane. He wanted like four teams to come out to Spokane, I think, and uh, didn't happen. But again, my guess is by the time they get there, they probably fly in like today, after like four teams are gone already, you know. Yep. And and if if he's smart. They're staying at some resort that they rented the entire resort out, and not a, not another soul is going to be there. And they're literally just going from there, so charter to resort to arena, back to resort, and that's it. That's it. the The only problem is like you're trusting that you're not going to get it from one of these other teams that yeah. doesn't have a player doing yeah. something. Well, but Which they were going to that would they be were going to play that anyway. They were going to play in Spokane, so that's. To me, it's more about like the workers that you're going to have to deal with. Like that, that's talking to coaches. They're more worried about the bus drivers and things of that nature. That's their concern about these conference tournaments is the workers at the hotels, the bus drivers, people like that. That that's that's their biggest worry. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, we're out. We're here long enough. We're out. We'll talk okay. to you tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.